535, hit us out to Laredo. About to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso. No luggage in the trunk, just me and Saki. Headed back down to Texas, now we serving these beans. Welcome to the pit stop. K-State versus TCU edition. We're going to get you everything you need to know for this game so you can watch like a intelligent fan or at least know the cues to know if K-State's going to win or not. So it's very... I don't know how to say this, poetic, that this game happens to be in October because this game's really like a... Uh, a game of K-State pass, the, the ghosts of K-State pass because you're, you're facing a team in TCU that one has, has Patterson, who at one time was supposed to be the heir apparent to Bill Snyder. You're also facing a TCU team that is built... Like uh, like your team used to be built, like K State used to be built. You know their quarterback is is basically Colin Klein light, right? He's a faster but shorter version version. of Colin Klein likes to run. They TCU likes to run the ball. They like to use their mobile quarterback, and they 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 like to use that to set up the run. So you're facing a team that's built like the Snyder K State teams. You're facing a coach that used to be a K State guy. That was in line to become the K State's K State's head coach before that fell through, and you ended up Ron Prince. So you're facing like the the ghost of K State past, and in this game, it's going to be really interesting, you know, to to see how that dynamic unfolds. So you look at this game, and you look at what TC does great. You know, and, and one of the things that TCU has been known for, especially since, you know, Gary Patterson's been there, is their defense. And it's interesting because the last couple of years, their defense hasn't quite been what it used to be. And maybe that's a product of being in the Big 12, you know, and facing probably the best offensive conference in college football. But what their defense is doing this year to kind of compensate for this is they're not necessarily playing a, a normal Gary Patterson type defense. What they're doing is they're kind of, if you're a Chiefs fan and you remember the early 2000s, the Greg Robinson defenses of the Kansas City Chiefs where they where they would bend, not break, but they would gamble it all for a turnover. You know, they lived and died and risked everything. They would jump routes, do everything they could to generate the turnover because they knew they weren't necessarily going to stop anybody. So you would keep bending, keep bending, keep bending until you got that opportunity to to get a turnover, get an interception, get a fumble. And that's really what you've been seeing from this TCU team these last two weeks. And in the games where they are generating turnovers, which they did against Texas, and that goal line stand was the difference in that Texas game that won them the game. And then when they were playing Iowa State, that's the reason that they were in the game before they lost it at the end, before you know they had their own turnover to Iowa State. That's what they're doing to stay in these games. They are very good at getting points off turnovers. So if you're K-State and you win that turnover battle, this game is yours, hands down, because TCU is living and dying by the turnover. And when they are not getting the turnover, they are getting torched, especially in the middle of the field. If you go back and you watch the TCU game versus Iowa State and the TCU game versus Texas, it is very apparent how weak their linebacking core is. And how how much trouble they have in in passing off coverage from from corner to safety or or, or from one zone to the other. It, it, they are extremely weak in the middle. So if you're K State and you've got a guy like Deuce Vaughn, who you know obviously Patterson's going to be trying to to lock up, you've got to attack that middle of the field because TCU has a lot of trouble you know protecting it. And this is the perfect game to get Malik Knowles 
off the snide and, and, and get him going. He will have a big size advantage against anybody, anybody that TCU has. And this is a guy that you can run, that you can run slants to, get him on the move. And though he didn't compete the complete the touchdown last game, go to him early, get him going. Because if you can get Malik in space and get him going, he is a monster matchup for anybody on that TCU defense. There's no one that can really size up with him. And with the amount of space that they've been allowing and the amount of yardage that they've been allowing in the middle of the field, heck, it's time to go and feed him, especially in the middle of the field. Put him in the slot and get him going because I guarantee you TCU is going to try to stop Deuce Vaughn. They won't. I mean, you get Deuce Vaughn in space, he can eat up this defense. Now let's talk about K-State's guy who's going to be in charge of getting the ball to Malik. Now we don't quite know what the situation is with Skylar Thompson. I think it's leaning towards him not playing, especially with K-State not playing the following week. Get him two weeks of rest probably seems like the way to go. But, you know, Thompson's a tough guy, so if he can play, he's going to play. But you've got a guy in Howard who he comes from a throwing history. This isn't like, you know, past K-State where their quarterbacks aren't really the best throwers. This guy was recruited for this reason. Heck, we went all the way to Pennsylvania to recruit him, which is not in our normal recruiting area, to go get a guy like this who can push the ball, who can throw the ball. So what you saw last game was what Kleiman said. I trust him. I trust him in every aspect of this game. And he proved it because what happens when you don't trust your backup quarterback that comes in and you see it every week in the NFL, you see it every week in college football, first play is a run on third down. They don't let the, they don't let the guy throw unless it's a little screen or a dump off. They try to protect him because they don't trust the guy throwing the ball. Uh, did we all see his, his drive to win the game? Yeah. Okay. Kleiman, clearly trusts Howard to, to run this offense. He trusts him to push the ball. And that's going to be key because about seven yards in the middle of that TCU defense, it is wide open. So if you want to win this game, that's what you got to do from the offensive standpoint. Now, defensively, you're, you're up against a challenge. You've got what's probably going to be the best rushing team, maybe outside of you know Oklahoma State and Chuba in the Big 12. Mobile quarterback who's very athletic, running back who's very explosive, and they run a lot of plays that are just going to wear you out, especially in your D line. So, what can you do? And this is where, you know, uh, Wyatt Hubert's going to be huge because what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to get him to rush up the field and wave him away and run through that gap that's created. So if he can stay home, do a good job of staying home, not get too concerned with trying to run right up the field for the quarterback. He's got to go at the quarterback at an angle. He's got to force him to step into the oncoming pass rush from the middle. He cannot run up the field and create that escape valve for TCU. If you can do that, if you can win the turnover battle, then you can win this game. This is a game where like this would probably knock out TCU from Big 12 contention, which would be fantastic for us. And let's not forget, this is a battle of be the better purple. Prove that you are the better purple. Knock out TCU. Once again, attack the middle of the field. Get Malik involved early. And Wyatt Hubert has to stay home win the turnover battle, and this game is yours, and you prove once and for all that you are the better purple. We are K-State!